point is, you refuse to concede that the civilians out there screamed and whined and cried and bitched and moaned, we want transgender people in the military because they can serve the country too. No, you can't. You're blowing your fucking brains out of record fucking numbers. We don't want to be around you. You're, 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 you're disgusting fruitcakes. No. You want to chop your dicks off? There's something wrong with you. I don't give a fuck what people think. That's fucked up. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show. So glad to have you here for our live viewers. Yeah, we're a little late today. Uh, we got a really treat for, really good treat for you, though. We have a uh, special episode, uh, and I'll talk about it more here in a second. It's me doing OnlyFans. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Got a lot of hopes up out there. Uh, we got Land of a Thousand Dances by Wilson Pickett. Love it. Taking it back to the oldies. All right. Excited to be here today. Again, again, sorry for the late show, folks. Um, my day just started off great. Woke up this morning. First thing I see on Instagram is they pulled down my account. The AA Savage one. Now, it's still there. I had to, for some reason, I had to appeal something. It was a video I posted. And they said, oh, we got it wrong. Your account's been restored. It's like, man, you motherfuckers. Like, I don't have hardly any strikes on this account. It's like, y'all are getting fucking savage. But, um... Got my account restored. I renamed it John Burke IG. So that way people can find me when they actually type it in. So it's still there. Still got the account back. But uh, yeah, motherfuckers. Like they, they, they're, they're just, man, they, they really don't like me. They, I've got, I'm surprised they've even let me on there as long as I've uh, been on there now. But uh, anyway, little, a uh, little late show today. But uh, Tyler came in the office before, right before we started today's show. We were talking about uh, romance, relationships, stuff like that. And we got to, uh, we, I recorded the conversation. It's about an hour and 45 minutes. And we really take a deep dive into some very, very interesting topics regarding dating in today's world and traditional men versus progressive women, vice versa. Uh, and it's, it's a, I'm really excited for this one. So it'll be posted today as well. You can go listen to it. Um, Tyler said he wants to come back on and we can kind of do a thing of uh, the journey of Tyler's dating until he finds the one. So he's got some stories. Mr. Wright's out there somewhere. Mr. Wright's him. out there somewhere for Tyler and his little, his little beard of gayness. Nah, 
It was, it was a really good conversation, man. So I would highly encourage, once you've listened to this episode, I'll have the other one posted right behind it. You should definitely go check it out. It's it's really good, really insightful, mainly because it's me talking. You know, I'm, I'm very insightful and so humble. So deep, very deep. Very deep, deep, humbly and deep. So humbly. It's a thing now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I, I, I don't have any politics pulled up because it's literally been as soon as I came into the office, did the Tyler thing. You're gonna We're doing the show live. Also, don't forget, folks, if you go on iTunes and you open up the app, say like if you're, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're listening to the show now and you're not listening to it live, if you go to podcasts and you go pull up the John Burke, the All-American Sabbath show, um, at the very top, it'll, uh, it says, join John's Lost Savages, subscribe here. It's 99 cents a month or $9.99 a year. You can support the show there. We really appreciate that. It's going to get you access to subscriber-only shows. That's going to be every show on Friday. We're going to be taking calls, doing answering of questions and stuff like that. So you can check that out. It's a way that you can support the show. No, we're not Daily Wire. We're not Louder with Crowder. Look, 99 cents, what's that going to cost you? That's really nothing. One drop in the bucket, not a lot of money. A couple thousand drops in the bucket, that's worth it. So anyway... We get uh, we get a lot of great people out there. So if you want to subscribe, you can check that out. And don't forget, if you uh, if you want to watch us live on Fridays, we'll only be streaming. Uh, well, and we'll be streaming across all platforms. But I don't know, maybe only on Kick for Fridays episodes, and subscribers only can chat. Yeah, maybe a little paywall action there. Um, but we really appreciate that. And also, don't forget this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Have you tried the topicals? If you go and you say like you hit the gym and you got some muscle soreness, maybe you got a pain in your knee, a pain in your ass, pain in whatever, our topical thunder has done wonders for people, man. I'm not even lying about this. If you don't believe me, go read the hundreds upon hundreds of amazing Google reviews left by very happy and satisfied customers. Oh, do I got a story to tell you, bro? Okay, fuck it. Uh, we, it I, okay, Lay here it we go. Um, so I I get a DM on my 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 public Facebook page at John Burke. And uh, it's this lady. I'm not going to mention her by She's lucky I don't mention her by name. You are fucking lucky, bitch. You are so lucky. Um, I am trying to be so nice at my older age because I'm pushing 40, folks. I got to mature a little bit, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, You're not 40? No, not yet. Oh, I got one more year. I got one more year. Because is it, isn't 40 over the hill? Is that what they say? Um, that's what, they, that's what they say. That's what they say. Who's they? Yeah, yeah you, you young bucks. Anyway, this woman DMs me. And she opens it up with, hey, I've been a long-term customer, long-time fan, love the show, whatever the case. And um, she goes into this long uh, account of how it, the first red flag was she said, Omar is normally great, but he doesn't seem to care about my issue now. And my first red flag blows up because I know Omar. Omar is fucking amazing at what he does. Um, Omar actually has conviction about his job. That's what I appreciate about him. Yeah. And so when she said that, I'm kind of like, all right, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, let, let me just continue reading. And she talked about that. Uh, she purchased an order and it was over the amount that she wanted. And she wanted a refund for the amount that she was supposed to save. And also that she had not received her package. And instantly I'm just kind of like, well, if you haven't received your package, there's nothing we can do about that. Once we put it through the post office hands, we have no control over it. And that's why we also offer the, uh, what was it, route that is insurance for yeah. it. It's like 99 cents. Get your package insured to where if they lose it, they pay for it. And you, it doesn't come out of our pocket. Anyway, they pay for it. Um, so anyway, she told me, she writes me this long novel. I like, hey, man, I will get on this. Let me find out what's going on. Normally, I don't like people messaging me about that shit. I have customer support. So I always tell people, don't ask me your fucking questions. Go to my customer support. That's why I pay them. If you don't ask me, if you ask me that, I'm going to fire him. So... 
there you go. His job's in your hands, folks. Tread carefully, you motherfuckers. Anyway, anyway um, so I already, I already knew. As soon as I fucking text Omar, I'm going to get a good response of like, look, man. So I took a screenshot, shot it to him. I was like, man, this woman just wrote me a novel. Uh, what's going on with this? And he was like, oh, her. I'm like, here we go. This bitch. Oh, this is the part of business a lot of people don't talk about. So instantly... She didn't even order on the website. She calls in to order, which we can we can do. It takes it takes my customer support away from his job, but we will facilitate that if you don't feel comfortable ordering online. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But okay, fine, whatever. So Omar takes the order and she orders some Fallout gummies and then she orders a 40 count bag of the Delta 8 Halos. And then Omar quotes the price. He goes, oh, that's too much. Can I, can I make it the 20 count bag? And then she's like, are y'all running any specials or sales right now? He's like, well, I'll give you 10% off. She's like, oh, well, then I'm going to change my order back. And it's like, motherfucker. Okay, fine. So Omar does this, sends her the package. Then she complains and says, once she gets the package, she complains, says, oh, um, I, I thought I would save more. And Omar's kind of like, what? And he says, well, okay, that's fine. We can uh, we can return, return the package, we'll refund your money. And she goes, oh, I, I don't have the package. And Omar's like, what? And she goes, uh, yeah, I'm missing the package. So Omar goes through USPS, says, ma'am, the package was delivered to like two days ago. It was literally delivered. Now, if the post office loses something, the tracking is usually pretty good about it. It says, you know, they can't track it. It's lost, whatever. You can start the uh, insurance claim process through them. Anyway, he said, no, it literally says delivered. She goes, well, I never got the package. And he's like, ma'am, there's nothing we can do. Like, there's literally nothing we can do. Well, come to find out, she's got a history with us because on people's accounts, we make notes how many times we have to track a package so that we don't get taken advantage of. Because if somebody says, oh, I've my package has been lost two to three times back to back to back, they're lying and they're trying to get free product. Mm-hmm. So she DMs me all this. I run it through Omar and basically said, John, we've actually sent her free product before. We sent her free shit. We've given her nonstop discount codes. I'm like, say no more. So I wrote her back and was like, ma'am, it seems to me that after reviewing your case and seeing the evidence here, you have an ongoing problem and the problem seems to be you. So there is nothing we can do at this time. Thank you for your service. Because in the initial post that she made, she said, I'd hate to take my business elsewhere because I enjoy supporting veterans. And it's like, I like how you're manipulating me. You're attempting to manipulate me by saying you're supporting a veteran business. Look, you don't give a fuck about my veteran status. What you care about is we offer you good fucking products to get you baked out of your fucking small pea brain mind and they actually work, bitch. Let's just be honest about that. The fact that I killed some fucking Middle Eastern motherfuckers doesn't even cross your fucking mind. So let's be real about that. But secondly... When she fucking pitched it like that, I'm automatically like, who the hell did you think you are? But I was trying to be nice about it, okay? I'm trying to be nice about this. I'm trying to be professional in my old age. So I wrote her back. I was like, ma'am, the problem seems to be you. And then I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not engaging. I'm not going back and forth. I've seen the fucking receipts. She's in the wrong here. And I, I basically wrote her back. I was like, Omar is really good at what he does, and he's not in the wrong. You are. And so she writes me back. I ignore it. Didn't even read it. And then she writes me back again, like three hours later. So finally, I'm just just like, oh, my God, I know if I open this message, Drill Sergeant Burke's coming out. Open the message. In the first message, the first response, I deleted it. I was like, I'm not reading this. We're done with this. She DMs me again, like an hour later. And I'm on the treadmill in the gym. I got the pre-workout coursing through my veins. I'm on the shell shock energy mix. I'm like, ah, fucking go bite the balls off a rhinoceros. I don't know. That's the most random image came to my mind, but we're going to go with it. So anyway. 
I, I opened the message and she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. You didn't want to respond because you know I'm right. And I'm like, okay, bitch. Oh, this bitch. This fucking bitch. It's like, oh, oh, you should have fucking known better. You should have known better. So anyway, I read it and I was just like, ma'am, the fact that I don't care is a reflection of you. I don't care about you. You're a piece of shit. You're the problem. You're trying to mooch off of us and mooch off of a veteran-owned company. So that tells me a lot about you. You want to use, you want to throw out there, I want to support a veteran business, but you got no problem trying to take advantage of a veteran-owned business. I wrote her, all due respect, go fuck yourself. Unfriended her, and she hasn't wrote me back. It's like, you're not going to fucking win these battles with me. Number one, I own the fucking company. What the fuck do you think? What? Like, I, and everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice right now can attest to the fact that if shell shock is wrong, we will make it right. We have, I've got no problem kissing ass when I'm the one that fucked up. So yes, I will take accountability. But when you're wrong and you refuse to admit it, I'm going to put you in your fucking place. I don't need your money that bad. I refuse to compromise integrity and, you know, humiliate myself for what, 50 bucks? Go suck start a shotgun, you fucking cunt. Ugh. Have a blessed day. So that was just, that was just like the icing on the cake, but we get that, you know, these, these guys back there, they deal with this shit all the fucking yeah. time. All oh, that's why I got so much respect for our customer support. Cause Omar, he's chill. They're Omar, good with it. They're, I mean, yeah, he's good. But normally I think, you know, you're right. Cause we want to do right by the oh, customer. Yeah, you know, yeah, even, yeah. You know, oh, I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, we might ship the wrong thing and always sounds like throw an extra package or an extra right. bottle of whatever, make it right for them. Cause if we fuck up, yeah, I get that. And you know, and I love the fact that a lot of these customers are like, no, I get it. Y'all are a smaller business. You're up and coming. You're going to have, I mean, for those that have been with us since the startup, you know, the, a lot of the process, all the fuck ups we went through the shipping, all this bullshit, new website after website, you've stuck with us through a lot, but we've always done our best. And that's why we get like great customer satisfaction reviews. So we have like a 68, 67% customer return rate because we, we do our best to take care of our customers. But when these bitches fucking come at me sideways, like, I'm going to fucking shut you down. So I texted Omar. I was like, shut her account down. Oh, and she wanted more reward points, too. She wanted to give us, she wanted us to give her more reward points to get free products. Like, you're like a fucking crackhead trying to score a free product, bitch. It's like, get the fuck out of here. It was nuts to me. Who do you think you are? Who the hell do you think you are? So I'm just sitting there reading this. It's like, these pieces of shit. And then for shits and giggles, I went and clicked on her profile and then it just all made sense. Boomer, hippie, out of her fucking gourd. And it's like, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Clearly not grounded in reality, so... So today's episode is brought to you by Shell Shock CBD. (laughs) Come purchase from us and get screamed at by the CEO. Nah, it's not true. It's not true. I try to remain as cordial as I can until they escalate the conversation to the point where it's disrespectful and I call them a cunt and then block them. Oh, my goodness. Some people need that, though. They do. You know, this whole customer is always right. That's a bull. That's No, that's like, a bullshit thing. That's a crock. Need a good shaking. That's a good slapping. That's that's what that's what pussy CEOs tell their fucking customers. That the customer's always right. No, they're not. Tell that bitch to get the fuck out. Hell no. Because then your employees lose respect for you as a boss. If yeah. you won't go to bat for them when a customer's clearly being an asshole and they're going beyond... It's like, no, shot them down, kick them the fuck out. I'd rather have the respect of my employees to know that I'm going to have their back when they're right and then scold them when they're wrong versus be like, just lick ass every... No, I do not agree with that. I do not agree with that whatsoever. I had one employee that you don't have to kiss ass, you have to lick ass. Mm, no, I disagree. I think the product speaks for itself and the customer service is always on point. You're good. Yeah. You're golden. So it's not, it's not hard. This is not like some kind of complicated jigsaw puzzle. It's literally have good product, have good customer service, good website, 
good shipping. That's really it. And then you can do all the other complicated shit that involves in sales and stuff like that. But it's not like you have to unlock Pandora's box to figure this shit out. It's just, right. you know, use some common fucking sense when it's applied to this. But anyway, shellshockcbd.com. Oh, appreciate you guys. Use code SAVAGE, save you 10% off. Also, don't forget, if you become a subscriber, you save that 10% automatically, and you get the reward points. That scores you free product with every every purchase that you make. You, you get free reward points. Man, you can't beat that with a brick stack. It's good stuff. It is really good stuff. All right. I got a, I got a DM. Um, I got a DM from a gentleman, uh, and it was very interesting because I feel like this resonates with a lot of people, especially a lot of the followers that listen to the podcast because, um, <clears throat> well, let me just read it to you. Uh, he says, Hey, John, been a follower of yours for years, 2015 or 16, if I remember correctly. Anyways, have a question that requires some mentorship. Well, that's your first mistake. Coming to me for that shit. I don't know why. Uh, so I've been in the Air Force. That was your second mistake. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, bro. He's a listener to the show, by the way. Uh, so I've been in the Air Force for nearly 12 years now and have been an NCO for the last five. I feel like my job, for those that don't know, NCO means non-commissioned officer sergeant. Um I feel like my job satisfaction I quickly is quickly diminishing, and my only reason to stay in is for my guys. I recently had a decent high-ranking Homeland Security individual talk to me about positions he has trouble filling and loves hiring veterans, former Marine himself. The job sounds super rewarding, and compensation is quite generous in a federal position. My conflict is that, personally, I'm super comfortable where I'm at right now. As someone who has left active duty yourself, would you deal with the lack of satisfaction for eight more years or chase the money in a career change and give up comfortability? Ooh, that's a toughie because you know, when you hit 20 years in the military, you're going to, you can retire, bro. I'm gonna hit you right off the bat with the fact of your job satisfaction equates to your happiness. That's what I'd go towards. But I would also caution you to investigate this job very thoroughly because this guy's a recruiter. He's already admitted to the fact that he's having trouble filling this position. Well, we are on no shortage of combat veterans out there. Veterans are getting out of the military left and right. There's no shortage of veterans. It means that he's having difficulty filling position because there's probably something in the position that doesn't appeal to a lot of people. I would first investigate that, figure out where the lie is, because there's clearly a lie. Again, Homeland Security, whatever the case may be, it's a federal position. They're recruiting. He's talking to you. I would first find people in that field and talk to them, see what their minds are at, or see, see what they have to say about this. Because once you walk away, you said you got eight years left, so you've clearly done like, what, 12 active duty, like you said in the beginning of the message. So you're, you're over halfway to retirement. Um, I will tell you this, though. The retirement that you're going to get from the military is not enough to sustain you. Feds pay way better. Um, my, my, my old platoon sergeant, Vinny, who uh, many of you probably have heard about, I've talked about and referenced him many different times out there. Vinny retired, but before he did, he went from hardcore infantry to recruiting. Um, and he did a lot of time in recruiting. And he, you know, he commented on a post today. Actually, let me, let me find this for you. This is from somebody that was just, who literally just got out. And he had a lot to say about, um, uh, where, where is it? Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. It talked about a, an article I want to talk about today called, um, the, uh, we need to bring back a, a certain kind of draft, but Vinny, let me try and find the, here we go. Gotcha. Um, the article posted, it says we need a, a limited military draft. Now that's a whole different topic, but the Vinny's response here really would probably help you in a, in a, in a sense of, um, he said, can you imagine the fallout of that model? He's talking about the draft returning. The IRR would shrink, already is. IRR, for those that don't know, is called the inactive, inactive ready reserve. The inactive ready reserve, when, again, I've, I've discussed this on the show previously, when you sign that contract, it does not matter what branch you're in, Air Force, Marines, it doesn't matter. You're doing eight years. 
You choose how many years you want to do active, but you're going to do eight years. And what I mean by that is say like my initial contract when I first joined the army was four years. I'm doing four years active duty, but I'm committing eight. What that means is after that four years of active duty, you get, you, you leave the military. They can recall you for up to four more. If there's a draft, you're the first ones to get called. The inactive ready reserve, you're getting called up first. So regardless of what that recruiter tells you, you're doing eight years. Now, how many of them active is up to you? That's your first contract. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So Vinny's referencing the IRR. Anyway, let me start over then. He said, can you imagine the fallout of that model? Again, referencing a limited military draft. The IRR would shrink. Already is, though, because even less would join knowing they have the possibility of being called back. Not many know about the IRR already. This would expose the system, and I guarantee you recruiting takes yet another hit. I'm so glad I'm retired. Recruiting is at an all-time low right now, folks. It hasn't been this bad in 50 years. But Vinny continues, which I think attests to or at least helps answer your question, sir. He says, an even better fix, which will take a decade, is for the current military to take care of its own. The civilian job market is very competitive, and it is more attractive these days. The military recruiting model has been broken. The incentives aren't up to par with competition. The higher echelons in the ivory tower don't listen to the bottom anymore, as they are force-fed by the politicians. Everyone E8 and below are treated like privates, and it shows in the formation. NCOs are weak nowadays, and it's true. It's true, blind leading the blind situation. If the military took its ranks back and truly took care of their subordinates, allowed time for medical, physical, and mental, and scale could be tipped in the right direction. IRR is having issues with the guys passing their re-entry physical. That pool shrinks pretty quick. The military has lost its luster, and we aren't in a large-scale conflict. Kids, now, kids joining now were born after 9-11. You feeling old yet? My answer is go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes, I am feeling pretty old. Um, and this is true. The biggest thing I saw, if you know, I don't know how many SF dudes we have listening in the spec ops community. A lot of spec ops dudes get out and they start contracting. Why? Because the money is fucking insanely good. Insanely good. Now, Vinny makes a great point. The biggest, I think, promoter of, of recruiting and joining the military pre, right, or excuse me, post 9-11, like right after 9-11, was this sense of uh, propagandized patriotism. And we all fell for it. I don't blame anybody. We all fell for it. Ah, the fucking Hodges took down the world trade. Go murder them. Go slay them by the handful. Come to find out, it wasn't so true. There's a lot of little, little gray area. Bushes might have had a hand in it. I don't know. Point being, though, patriotism was the main driving force for recruitment numbers. Recruitment was through the fucking roof. Everybody and their mom wanted to go join and fight for their country. It's a very noble, commendable thing. Well, you remove that conflict now, and after 20 years of endless global war and terror, and we start questioning what the government involvement really was on this, we see we were lied to quite a lot. So recruitment's going to start plummeting because the sense of serving for God and country is now off the table. So then why are you going to want to serve? Well, folks, you know, what is the system of a down? They always send the poor. All the ways the poor go to war. They're true. Economic poverty is a main focal point for a lot of recruiters out there because why? Well, you ain't got shit going on for you. I can tell you as a drill sergeant how many black kids from the inner ghetto we'd have joined because they knew I'm going to die in this motherfucker. So I need to get out of here. I, can't, I remember having one conversation with one little black kid, inner city Chicago. This kid's like, my brother got shot in a drive-by. I was like, I needed to get out of there. This is the way to do it. There was no other way out of that city. So they used the recruiting tool. I was like, look, if you want to get out of the ghetto, we'll give you three hots and a cot and a military education, or excuse me, college education. And it's true. They do. They're, I mean, and I'm not knocking the military. This is a great incentive. Yeah. If you need a way out, join the military and then get the fuck out and never look back and never go back. But- It's how you get free college. It is how you get free college. It's how I got free college. Yeah. But- 
it still stands to reason though. Rich kids don't need it for that. So you can look at it from a patriotic standpoint or an economic standpoint. Now, the reason I say that is to also try and, you know, caveat more to the point of if the private sector is offering far better money, incentivization versus the military and patriotism is the driving force, then you got to follow the money, bro. And also take into account that your years that you spent in the military will translate into federal time. So I don't think it's all eight years. I forget what the formula is. I'm not sure how that actually works is that essentially if you go from active duty to another federal job, your time transfers over, but I forget it's not fully, but anyway, you can get paid for it. So you're not going to lose all, all 12 years that you did active duty. So take that into account. But at the core of this though, it's your happiness, man. You said in that message to me, you feel comfortable. That's a big red flag. Why do you feel comfortable? Bro, none of us should feel comfortable. We should be ambitious, driven. I want more. I want better. Gimme, 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 gimme. Comfortable means laziness. Also, I think a big thing for a lot of NCOs out there is I don't want to leave my guys. I hate to tell this to you. You got one life to live, bro. You got one life to live. You've dedicated enough time to the military. You've dedicated enough time to those dudes. It's time to focus on you. There's nothing wrong with focusing on yourself, your own happiness. Because guess what? Eventually, that uniform's coming off. And you're going to have to build a home somewhere. You're going to have to create a, a nest, if you will. And you have to build upon that. It's coming. You're going to have to face that eventually. You can either start that process now or you can wait. It's really up to you. But I'm telling you right now, federal benefits are fucking incredible. The money is amazing. Amazing. So it's not a money thing. You'd make you'd make more money in the, in the private sector and the federal. Yeah, you'd make way more money. So I think what you're asking at the root of this is, do I risk these 12 years? Oh, I, I think the question's phrased a little incorrectly there. You're not risking those 12 years. They will carry over into federal time. So it's not like you've just wasted all that time in the military. Now, again, you're not going to get that retirement, but that retirement's not that much. I think if I'd have retired out, uh, I think I'd have been um, 3,500 a month, I think. And that ain't shit these days. That ain't shit. Not in this economy. Fuck no, not in Biden's economy. You gotta be, you're gonna be, so a lot of these dudes don't realize like when you retire out of the military, you are going to have to continue working. This is not a retirement that you can just live off of for the rest of your life. It's not enough. It is not enough. You're going to have to go out there and work another job, preferably another federal job. So your time compounds and that actually works to your benefit. But I'm just, I'm just going to tell you this right now, man. Um, the fact that you're even questioning this is kind of your answer already. If you weren't questioning this, you'd be satisfied. Like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. But the fact that you are questioning it, there's your answer. Simplified, hopefully. Yeah. I could have just said that from the beginning, but I, I want to explain it to you. So that way you have kind of, hopefully, all aspects, all perspectives covered on this one. So I hope that helps you. I hope that answers your question. Um, man, fucking burn the bridges and don't look back. Go. Pursue what it is that makes you happy. You got you got one life to live, brother. Live it for yourself. You've done enough for this country. You've done enough of those dudes. They're grown-ass men. They'll be fine without you. They were, they were in existence long before you got there. They're going to be fine. Don't give me this, this patriotic bullshit of, oh, I got to be here for my men. This ain't war. I know what you're doing half the days. So you're in your room playing fucking video games. It's the Air Force. Army did the same fucking thing. So don't sit there and pretend like, well, you know, we got a trip. No, you don't. No, you don't. So, again, thanks for being a listener of the show. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that answers your question, man. I really do hope that. So, all right. Give me a somewhat of a shorter show today. You know, real quick. If no, you nobody go, gives a fuck what you have to say, If you didn't Josh. go into the Army, what other branch would you have gone into? Marines what I chose first. Really? Mm -hmm. They just didn't, didn't want you? They didn't offer me infantry. They said, you're going to go through boot camp, and then whatever we feel you're best suited for, that'll be your job. And it was like, so I could be a cook? And like, potentially, I was like, no, I want infantry. Walked to the Army. It's like, oh, we can give you infantry. It's like, going to the infantry. So I, I first chose the Marines. 
but they were dumb enough to say, oh, you're at the needs of the Marines. Like, I don't give that much of a fuck about you guys. Like, you're not that special to me. It's like, it's just a privilege to be a Marine. It's really not. No, anybody can do it. Uh, millions of people have already done it. It's okay. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of people. Let's not, let's not even make any ifs, ands, or buts about this. Like, it's not hard. Um, oh, I, I'll, say, I'll say it's hard. Let's, I won't lie about that. It is kind of hard. But I've also seen a lot of retards come out of the Marines. So it's, it's kind of like if that waterhead could do it, you can too. You just got to be strong and stupid or strong and quiet. I'll go that way. It's the same in the Army. Air Force, it's like, uh, you just got to be smart. You don't have to be strong. Nobody's strong. Air Force is comprised of the fucking nerds. Let's just be honest about that. The glasses wearing four-eyed motherfuckers, but on deployment, they're living like kings. While the rest of us, it's like, how's that whole fucking Semper Fi thing working out for you? We're living in a fucking ditch, bro. I'm over here playing like Xbox Landline where you're over there like playing with your piddle. So it's, have fun with that. It's the truth. It's the fucking truth. But, uh, and it's super true now more than ever. Oh, I saw that Marines, their recruitment's through the roof. They're not having trouble recruiting really? people. No, their recruitments are up. I don't, they kicked my nephew out because he wouldn't get the uh, COVID jab. They've they've uh, reneged on that. They've changed it, and now they're 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 welcoming people back. But it's like yeah, I wouldn't I, go. I'm like you, I wouldn't did him a favor. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go into this. Show military. me no loyalty. Don't demand it from me. Yeah, I know. Not with uh, Biden at the helm. Oh yeah, hell no. Marching this country into World War Three, bro. Yeah, no thanks. Which leads us into this article that I wanted to read for you today. Um, now again, this is not from the government. This is a private article, or is a military.com article, and it's an opinion article. But there's something I want to address here because I feel like um, I feel like most Americans don't realize how close we are to this actually being implemented. All the signs are there. I think the last draft was in 73. I haven't had a draft since the end of Vietnam because we have an all-volunteer force. But we had a massive reduction of force. I think want to say back in 2016, 2015, they were booting a lot of people out because the wars were kind of winding down to a slow degree. Um, they were on the downward trend. So the military was like, we had to start cutting some people because during the surges of Iraq and Afghanistan, stuff like that, they started creating new jobs for like drone operators, things like that. And they pulled a massive surge of people saying, we need more people to fill these jobs, these roles, because the pool to pick from and recruit from was very, very slim. Because number one, you have to have the IQ. And number two, you gotta be in shape. You can't be a fat fuck. And as we know, a lot of you people out there are raising fat children. And if your children is fat and this offends you, good. You should be offended, you fat fuck raising kid. So, or fat kid raising fuck. And we'll go with that. So, point being, though, is like they had to fill all these slots. Well, as the war winds down, they realize we've got a surplus of soldiers. This ain't a welfare program. We've got to start slimming the, slimming the ranks. So, they started saying, okay, who can we cut first? Uh, a lot of people, that, a lot of NCOs that hadn't been promoted for a long time due to Disciplinary issues got QMP, quality management program. They kicked them out. They said, uh, hey, thank you for your service. Yeah, we don't need you anymore. So you're going to fulfill this contract and we're not going to let you reenlist. It's a fucked up thing to do because, you know, they've dedicated a lot of time to that, but that's just the way they go. Um, so I, they downsized a lot of the military and it's been that way for a while now. And then Ukraine starts to kick off and now it's like, oh, fuck. Now, for those that don't know, the military recruitment reflects how the world's or the global condition is. If we see a foreign conflict that we could potentially get drawn into, early advisors are going to start saying, up the recruitment numbers. Get the force ready just in case. Anyone can tell you, um, I don't know if we have any active duty people in the chat right now, um, the training standards have drastically changed. They're not, training, they're not training desert anymore. I just saw an article the other day. They're training trench warfare. We didn't even train that. We did, very, and I joined in 2001, like right before 
We didn't train trench warfare. We did maybe a day or two on that trench clearing. That's it. Now they're training hard. Watch for what the military training requirements transition into. It's going to give you a tell-all of where they're suspecting you could potentially go. Ukraine. I'm not making this shit up, folks. I'm not making this shit up. Look at the telltale signs. They're there. There was an article I saw a buddy of mine was posting. They're doing in-depth trench warfare. All the stuff that you can see on Instagram, on Facebook, of the, the combat that's going on over there, it's a lot of trench warfare. It's World War I all over again. No man's land with armor. What do you it's, think happens if China goes into Taiwan? Man, I have no idea. I don't know. Biden already said that he will commit troops if that happens. That's World War Three. You've got a front of Russia and China, Russia taking on Ukraine, and they are winning. Don't make no beefs up. Russia is winning in Ukraine. Yeah. But what China takes on Taiwan. about? Do what? Like all these people, all, like on Twitter. Yeah. Like uh, Ukraine is winning. It's and, propaganda. Yeah. It's all propaganda because they want they the, the, the reason they're going to spread this propaganda is because they want the side of good, quote unquote, to win. So naturally, they're going to push out anything that met, that supports that theory. It's not true. The casualties are mounting up. Ukraine is running out of bodies. Look, I hate to tell you this. There's only so many freaking bodies you can throw into the war machine before you either got to start hiring mercenaries or you start drafting motherfuckers, which they've already done, or you either say that we've gotten beat or America gets involved. And I'm I'm pretty sure Biden's going to do it. Yeah. I think Biden is going to do it. And here's the thing. It can happen in a split second. Yeah, I think it can does, happen in a split second. I think he does whatever he has to do to protect keep, his interests. To protect his interests because they have so much information. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all the shit that's out right Bro. now. About imagine the stuff that isn't out. Yeah. If all this information about his corrupt business dealings with him and his son, and now you have the Ashley Biden diary now confirmed that it is actually true. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, the Biden diary where she talked about Joe would take showers with her and stuff. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Yep. These people are disgusting. Yeah, disgusting, filthy pigs. But you you talked about, I haven't seen the the Hunter Archer thing. I'll keep on to say Archer, excuse me. The, uh, Devin Archer. Devin Archer. Um, I haven't, I've been watching that right now. I've been watching other stuff. What's what's happening with that? So for, it was what I gathered, yeah, right? Yeah, so behind doors and okay. some of the congressmen came out and were like, ah, the only thing he talked about was weather and it was yeah, a big bullshit. nothing burger. The fact of the matter is that Hunter Biden called his dad with all these business associates to show them that he had access to the vice president, to right. the White House. Mm-hmm. So the content of the conversation is... Showed it's, nepotism. It, yeah. It's insignificant to 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 the uh, subject matter there. Okay. So it's uh, it just shows that Hunter had access to his dad. So he's shown all this, his business partners that, yeah, look, I can get a hold of him anytime we want. You think, you think Joe Biden is going to start talking about... Uh, business dealings over a, a speakerphone at a dinner table with a bunch of people. I think he's dumb enough to now, but yeah, I see what you're I saying. I think he's dumb enough to now, but yeah, but it's... To me, they're just, glossing over the bigger point that he called his dad, showing these people that yeah. he could reach his dad anytime he wants. Yeah, I saw Joe getting questioned by a reporter saying, you know, talking about business dealings with his son. He's like, I've never had business dealings with my son. And I thought I saw Karine Jean Pierre was trying to like deny this and like downplay it. He said he never talked to a son about business dealings. Yeah, which uh, clearly proven wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's a liar. Yeah, and nothing's gonna happen to these people. That's why it's so annoying at this point. It's just kind of like I don't believe anything these idiots have to say. That's right. It's a buck in the chat. It's influence peddling. That's exactly. Oh what yeah, it yeah. Is. There you go. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But it just goes to show you that these people are so fucking corrupt. They're just so corrupt. And the fact that Kareem Jean-Pierre can get up there and just run interference and lie, 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 lie. It's like, oh I'm sorry. God. All of you should be prosecuted. All of you should be in fucking jail. What's all the of you. point of her even coming out there and talking at all? To give Democrats something to believe. Democrats, are gonna be like the, it's like the women on The View. 
they're going to listen to what she has to say. And because she's a black lesbian, they're going to believe her. That's how stupid they are. That, 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 that's literally it. That's, that's why they're so stupid. That's why I can't stand these people. Um, let's get to the article. Now, the article opens up. It says, the opinions expressed in this op-ed are those of the author and do not necessarily reflect the views of military.com. If you'd like to submit your commentary, please send your article to opinions at military.com for consideration. It's time to change how our country fills the ranks of the military. All right. It says, since 1775, our nation has used a combination of volunteers and draftees to meet our national defense personnel needs, especially in times of crisis. Today, the military needs uh, only about 160,000 youth from an eligible population of 30 million to meet its, um, damn, Eligible population out of 350 million, only 30 million meet its recruitment needs. But after two decades of war, both of which ended unsuccessfully and low unemployment, many experts believe that an all-volunteer force has a reached a breaking point and American confidence in its military is at an all-time low. The fastest and most effective way to resolve this recruiting crisis is to change how we recruit. Nope. It ain't that it ain't. Mm -mm. Nope. I bet an officer wrote this. Who wrote this? Ah, <laughs> I fucking called it. Joe Plensner is a retired, con retired combat decorated Marine Lieutenant Colonel who served as strategic advisor for communications to three successive commands of the Marine Corps from 2010 to 2015. Hey, with all due respect, sir, you're full of shit. You're full of fucking shit. It's not the recruitment. It is not, man, are you kidding me? This is why officers are always looked at as so fucking out of touch with the ground pounders. Because you get it in your heads that this is the fix to it. It's not the fix to it because you refuse to identify the problem. And here's the beauty of it, sir. The problem is caused by you motherfuckers. You sons of bitches. But it's going to be the enlisted recruiters that you're going to blame. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You are so full of shit. You are so full of shit. It's a fucking officer. That's why I cannot stand listening to the opinions of officers. You're so fucking out of touch. All right. I'm calm. Let's continue. <laughs> Fuck clown. Instead of an either an all-volunteer force or a fully conscripted force model, I propose a both and solution. But we should have our military recruiters sign up new troops for 11 months out of the year and then have the selective service draft the delta between the military's needs and the total number recruited. Okay, I got to stop it right there. Number one, did you not learn anything from the Vietnam generation of draftees? Okay, we can meet the criteria of recruitment needs. It is possible. We have to stop. Number one, you're phrasing the problem very, very incorrectly. You're, you're, you're already off the mark. Your first step is clearly wrong. You're out of step, sir. Get, get, get your fucking, get in step, goddammit. Okay. First of all, you can fix these recruitment numbers by changing the structure of what you've implemented into the military currently. Do you really think, do you really think recruitment numbers are at an all-time low because of what exactly? Because the war is over? No, numbers should be going back up. Motherfuckers, by and large, did not want to join because of the wars in the Middle East. So a lot of people did, but a good chunk didn't. Now the military is going to be viewed as a college incentivized thing. Get me out of the fucking ghetto. There's no conflict. Well, clearly, I mean, Ukraine's a possibility. Recruitment numbers should be through the fucking roof. But they're not. Why? You've incorporated transgenderism, woke ideology. You corporatized the military. Now with the age of social media, you can see everything. There's nothing hidden. We didn't have the ability to go back and Google what the military was like. We had a pamphlet they handed us. It was 212 ways to be a soldier. 
And the only way you can get some feedback is if you talk to veterans. The only veterans we really had were the, was like a Panama, Grenada, Vietnam. And they're giving you a very inaccurate representation of what the military is because it changes. The military is an ever-evolving beast out there, folks. But to sit there and say, you want to put a drafty army as well as a recruit. Are you fucking kidding? Draftees don't want to be there. They are the shittiest soldiers imaginable. You really want to share a foxhole with somebody that does not want to be there? You want to get this dude that probably can't pass a PT test, do a single push-up, fire his weapon correctly, and you want to put him in a foxhole with me and my life depends on this motherfucker? Sir, are you smoking crack? And I'm in a position now as a civilian. You can't fucking touch me. So here's the fucking truth. Officers get so many men killed from blinded ideas like this because you think you're addressing the core issue of the problem, but you're not because you're out of fucking touch and you're ivory goddamn towers. Sir, you probably never even pulled a fucking trigger in combat. What you should do is shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. My buddy that's a recruiter can tell you firsthand, you're full of shit, sir. Shut your fucking mouth, dude. What a fucking idiot. What a fucking idiot. I got a lot of resentment coming out for the officer corps because I think you guys fuck I like up. So, I like you it. guys fuck up so much shit. You fuck up so much shit out there because you don't know what you're talking about. We have an NCO corps in this nation's military that is spineless because you took it from them. You basically babied the soldiers. You've babied them into becoming little fucking pussies. And that's your responsibility. It's the responsibility of the number one. You know who's really at fault? Civilians. Now, sit down, you little shitheads, and listen to Daddy Burke while he preaches. Civilians have so much pull now in society. Before, they didn't. The military was its own standalone operation. Civilians had no control over that. Congressmen did. You want to get some shit done, call your local congressman to make a fucking congressional inquiry, and shit's going to start happening. But now, with the emergence of social media, civilians can rally and say, we don't like this about this military. We want to change. Case in point, transgenderism. You let the fruitcakes in there now. You couldn't get a guy like me to sign up to say, you could incentivize me with a half a million dollar bonus. I'm not joining that shit because now you can get Article 15 for misgendering somebody. Oh, it's true, folks. It's fucking true. You think John Burke's pulling the shit out of his ass? I'm not. I'm not read a quote that literally said, be careful how you talk to trans soldiers. If they even interpret it as being offensive, you can get Article 15. Fuck you. Blow your fucking brains out, you fruitcake. I don't give a fuck about you or your fucking pronouns. Fuck you. This is ridiculous. So you're telling me, Colonel fucknuts, you're telling me it's, it's how we recruit is the issue? Or we need to change recruiting to fix the issue? You see, this is typical officer behavior. You refuse to acknowledge that the actions or the, the whining of civilians, the woke degenerate mob of fruitcakes out there that aren't going to serve in the first place, by the way. It's the same as these feminist fucking cunts out there. We want equal rights to join the special forces. Oh, are you going to do it? Well, we should still get... So you're not going to do it. Then shut the fuck up and get back in the kitchen and shut the fuck up, you stupid cunt. You know what you're fucking talking about. Anyway... Point is, you refuse to concede that the civilians out there screamed and whined and cried and bitched and moaned. We want transgender people in the military because they can serve the country too. No, you can't. You're blowing your fucking brains out of record fucking numbers. We don't want to be around you. You're, 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 you're disgusting fruitcakes. No. You want to chop your dicks off. There's something wrong with you. I don't give a fuck what people think. That's fucked up. So, the civilians did enough whining, and then what do politicians do? 
well, you know, I got to stand for what I believe in. When in really what he's actually saying is I'm going to stand for what you want me to believe in. So then all these politicians come out there and they start repeating the same talking points, the same bullshit, especially Democrat politicians. And what do you start doing? You start influencing the Pentagon. Oh, we need to make some changes in the Pentagon. Our recruiting, our standards are changing. We need to change, 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 change. So what do they do? You start changing standards. Standards drastically changed massively changed and these standards are rooted in insanity i mean that literally i mean that fucking literally you have allowed insane people into the fucking ranks and men don't want to deal with that bullshit when i was leaving the trail as a drill sergeant our hands were already fucking tied i remember seeing this shit first and, and this is back in 12 to 14 when i was a drill you can't you can't yell at them you're not supposed to cuss at them Oh, it was gay as AIDS, folks. It was stupid. You couldn't train these kids to be war fighters anymore. You really want some fucking little fruitcake named Xavier picking up an M4 and going fighting the fucking the Middle East and yet his training consists of, okay, so what we're going to do now, I'm not raising my voice at you. Um, what are your pronouns? Again, the gayness has infected our society to such an extent that it has now become so effeminized in the military. Men cannot be fucking men. I was thinking about this the other day. Back in my day, when you're going running, you have cadences. Everybody knows left, right, left, right. And they were the most motivating motherfucking cadences that you could sing. Left, right, left, right, fucking left, right, left, right, left, right, kill. It just all, all kinds of great cadences that brought the unit together, that motivated you. You got your blood fucking pumping. You wanted to kill. You had a bloodlust. That's your job. That's what you're trained to do. So many fucking dirty cadences. So many of them. I should write a book about them. These, these are, don't let them die. Amazing cadences. Yes, they call me the SNM man. Getting my kicks any way I can. Whip me, beat me. I love pain. Hit me with that ball and chain. Fish hook spikes up and down my back. Fish hooks in my scrotum sack. Stick two screwdrivers in her ears. Fuck her from the Harley. Fuck her like a Harley from the rear. Bro, this shit was a. Oh yeah. Oh, it gets dirty, bro. It gets fucking dirty. Jesus. And they're not serious, but that that's the kind of environment you want because you create alpha male meat eating fucking savages out of that. But now. Oh, it's just the C-130 rolling down the strip. That's the, the left, right, left, right, peace and love. Because we can't offend the mentally weak. Why the fuck are the mentally weak in there to begin with? They shouldn't be there. But anyway, the politicians influence change on the Pentagon. Pentagon changes the regulations. And then you open the floodgates to allow all the fucking fruitcakes in there. And this is what happens. That is the issue, sir. It has nothing to do with recruitment. And you see every single one of these kids out there watching these stupid fucking commercials that you put up there. My moms, my moms fought for freedom. And in America, they're two lesbian moms. And then I joined them because I'm an empowered female. Bitch, you ain't fucking empowered for fuck all. You can't even do a pull-up, you fat cunt. Shut the fuck up. I'm so tired of men bending over. Oh, we need equality. We gotta, oh, we gotta be, we gotta be allies. With the, I don't, I'm tired of being your fucking ally because what has it gotten us? You're weak. You can't physically hack it. You shouldn't be in the infantry. You shouldn't even be in fucking combat. It's not your fucking role. I don't give a fuck who that offends. You know why? Because good men get killed because of your fucking physical weakness. There are other jobs you can do and you can do them exceedingly well. You got no business putting that ruck on your back and that rifle and going out and killing. It is not your job. It is not your fucking role and you're not nearly as good at it as the fucking men are. How do I know that? Look at the spec ops recruitment levels right now. You got less than 1% of women. You wanted the fucking floodgates open and you got it and none of you are fucking doing it. And I got news for you. The female ranger students, they were fucking walked through. I had RIs that were buddies with dudes on the ground. There were generals that came down there during that ranger school that literally, how are our females 
females doing? Oh, well, how are females doing? Because they needed them to pass. Ranger school is one of the hardest. I couldn't even pass fucking ranger school. It was fucking insane. I fucked up my knee. But still, it is a physically, physically demanding school. You're going to go in there and cut 50 fucking pounds because you ain't eating. You're starving and you're still physically pushing yourself. So then you're telling me these weak-ass fucking women go in there that the attrition rate is up to like, what is it, like 75, 80%? And these women are going to get the fuck out. No, you're putting on a fucking 100-pound rucksack and you weigh like, what, a buck 20? Get the fuck out of here. Bull fucking shit. I'm so fucking tired of all these dudes white knighting for these fucking cunts in uniform. Just, oh, we're equal. No, we're not. No, the fuck we're not. I serve with women. I can tell you firsthand as anecdotal as fuck. Do not put them behind the trigger. Do not give them the extra 30 pounds of medical kit. Don't do it because they can't fucking hack it. So if they could hack it, why aren't those numbers up? Why don't we have way more women in the infantry? We don't. Why? But again, it's the recruitment problem, right, sir? No. You open the floodgates to multiculturalism in a sense of like mixing the sexes, mixing the sexuality, and then you have this big ball of fuckery and you're trying to blame everybody except the officer corps that bent the knee to woke ideology. Oh, John Burke just screams in his car and makes rant video. And here we are in 2023 and every fucking thing I ranted about, what happened to it? It's here now. Your military recruitment numbers are through the fucking ground. Say a fucking prayer for them because they ain't coming back, folks. Because every single combat veteran like myself is out there saying, do not join this military. Do not send your sons and daughters to potentially go enlist and fight and die in Ukraine to protect Biden's interests. And anybody that wants to say that's not patriotic, you don't know what patriotism actually is. And it clearly shows that you don't give a fuck about your fellow American women's lives, men and women's lives, because you want them to go fight and die in some Russian conflict that American bureaucrats and politicians help to facilitate. Fucking Lieutenant Colonel, my ass, you dumb fuck. You know as much about combat as I know about, much as I know about being a virgin. Nothing, nothing. Sitting there saying, we need a limited draft. Yeah, what a fucking retard. I bet you wear glasses and you're bald. Sorry, Josh, no, no offense, no offense. What the? <laughs> Do I even continue with this article? Oh, it's just the stupidity of this. So now you want to, you want, we're, we're going to recruit. Wait, so the numbers are already low. So if the numbers are low, we're going to recruit for 11 months. And to make up for that, we're going to draft the rest of these motherfuckers. So in an already smaller pool of 30 million, it's actually probably way smaller than that. Where are you getting these bodies from? Where are you getting these bodies from? Are they coming across the border illegally? They might recruit the illegals. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Hey, pathway to citizenship. Boom. Service of citizenship. Starship trooper, that shit. I'm fine with that. But don't expect them to have loyalty to America. Nope. Well, not to that level. Not a whole lot of people like to get shot at. Not so much. Or go die for Ukraine. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about them. Let them die. I don't give a shit. If anything, it should be the Bidens that are wrapped up and tossed over there. Folks, look, if you go back and you watch the lectures from 2013, 2012, and you see who facilitated this, it was Obama. This was done by Obama. Putin is, I mean, he's a bad guy, but he ain't the bad guy in this one. He is not the bad guy in this one. But by all means, if you want to go join, fight and die, go waste your life. And these fucking veterans I see on my face, but I got two of them that I serve with. I'm going to go fight in Ukraine for freedom. You're fucking retarded. You are stupid. And dudes are getting killed over there.
Oh, it was a hero. No, it wasn't. You died for nothing. You died for a mess that Joe Biden helped create. That's what you died for. I'm not even going to sugarcoat this shit because that's what we need. We need honest truths, folks. You're telling me you want to go fight and clean up and die for a mess that the Biden, that Biden administration, the Obama administration created? Are you serious? Are you that stupid? Because you're the same ones like, I fucking hate the bleeding heart liberals. You're going to go die for them. That's the truth. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. We should have our, I'm continuing the article. We should have our military recruiters sign up new troops for level. Okay, okay. This model would alleviate the incredible pressure on our recruiters, lower the cost of finding new troops. No, it's not. Lower the cost. That that pool that you're pulling from, sir, is not existent. You're drafting people. Now you're gonna have to spend more. You have to hold them in longer, get them in more shape, probably send them to courses to get them more intelligent. Because I hate to break it to you, but the newest generation, they're kind of fucking stupid. And they're kind of fucking fat. That costs money. Have a selective service draft. Okay, hold on. Uh, finding new troops and significantly reduce the much decried civilian military gap by subjecting all of America's youth, rich or poor, to the possibility of military service via the draft. Damn. Talk about just like authoritarianism. It doesn't matter. I like how we threw that rich and poor in to kind of appease the people. As long as the rich are doing it too, well then, okay, it's all right. Uh, number one, we're not at war. So no, there should be no draft. You get what you get. Work with it. Wouldn't that be an interesting concept, folks, that the president is like, okay, this is what your fighting force is comprised of numerically wise. Um, so maybe don't be such a dickhead to Russia. Maybe start some diplomacy because you don't have a fighting force that's very big. Ooh, ooh. That would sting a little bit. This increased public interest might also have the added effect of increasing public pressure to prevent open-ended wars led by unaccountable senior leaders like we experienced in our nation's debacles in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, that propaganda was pushed by literally everyone. But a public interest? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, if you're pulling from the public, naturally, they're going to be more interested in the fact of like, okay, what am I getting drafted for? Yeah, they are going to show more interest. But the act of having more public interest doesn't automatically quantify or justify the reason you're doing it for. So your point there just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it may, it may, I don't know. I didn't go to West Point. I'm not an officer. Maybe I'm just, I'm just too, too stupid, sir. I don't forget. That's how they look at us anyway. The enlisted are just swine. We're stupid. We're, we're subclass. While the causes of our current recruiting crisis are many, the fastest and best solution lies within our already existing selective service system. No, it doesn't. It could be the fastest, but it's not the most effective. Your system will get men killed at a much faster rate. And there's not a this isn't a, this isn't a, this is not even a fix. This is a a band-aid on a sucking chest wound, you fucking officer retard. It's a, it's the dumbest approach. You were staff, weren't you? You had to be staff. You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. The only reason you suggest it's the fastest approach to fixing this. So then what happens when people start refusing to be drafted? Oh, it'll happen. And I'll support it. Burn them draft cards, baby. Isn't it crazy? How like, again, horseshoe theory. We go back to the 1960s. Everybody's burning the draft card. I was raised there a bunch of fucking hippies. Oh no, I get it now. They were right. Yeah. They were right. The hippies were fucking right. I'll say it, folks. They burned their draft cards, and I'm not going and fighting and dying for this propaganda war to stop the spread of supposed communism in a country I've never even fucking heard of. They were right. Yeah, they were. And they'd be just as right today. 
I know this, that is patriotism. Those douchebags that sit across uh, that's, that uh, say how Trump was a draft dodger are calling anybody a draft dodger. Yeah. I mean, would they want to go over to Vietnam and have their legs blown off? Fuck no. For who? For what? For who? For yeah, what cause? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, it's. I am not. Now, push pause on this. I am not degrading the service of the men and women that went. I'm not. I have nothing but respect for them. They they answer when the country called. But folks, just because your government tells you to go doesn't make it justified. We saw Vietnam. My generation had its Vietnam. That was Iraq and Afghanistan. Pointless fucking wars with over 8,000 dead of our own. Trillions of dollars spent and then left behind to now weaponize the Taliban. Oh, and folks, here's the other thing. You think that ain't going to come back and bite us in the ass? Give it a generation. Every 10 years, America's got a war. Count it. Fucking count it. That one has yet to rear its ugly head and bite us in the ass, but it will. Because now they have Humvees. They got machine guns. They got helicopters. They got planes. They got it all, folks. They got night vision. And if you think they can't figure that shit out, you're an idiot. Never underestimate your opponent. And the Taliban are smart. They are smart. So our government, in its infinite wisdom, just created a future conflict for your children to go fight in. So just the simple fact of the government says, we got to go, doesn't make it justified. So if they try and do that for Ukraine, burn them draft cards. I'll go to prison. I mean, they're not. here's the thing, folks. They ain't coming for me. They ain't coming for you. We're too old. They're coming for your sons and daughters. 18 to 20, 18 to, what is it, 21? That's the first pool they're picking from. Fresh out of high school, impressionable mind, that's the ones. And they're going to fill them with all kinds of propaganda. Russian, we're fighting Putin. We're fighting Putin. We got to beat Putin. Putin's a bad guy. No, hate to tell you, it's your own government. They're the bad guys. There's the they, they should be the ones on those front lines, but they won't. Those are the ones to be lined up against the wall and fucking executed, but they won't. Instead, it's going to be your sons and daughters. You see, it is so slippery right now. The recruitment numbers are down. There's an escalating conflict that's only getting worse. We've sent billions to Ukraine. We've already got troops in NATO on that Polish border. We got troops there already posed and ready or poised and ready to go. Folks, if you think this can't happen, you're fucking you're you're I'm not saying it will. The possibility of it is it's possible. This is a realistic possibility that we're facing. Iraq happened in the span of or Afghanistan was the one that we hit first. That happened in the span of how long? The towers got hit and then how long were until we were in Afghanistan? Like 15 minutes. Wasn't that long. And Ukraine's already kicked off. It's already going. And the more they lose, the more they're going to be screaming for America to get involved. And they already are. Zelensky's been saying, we want American troops. We want this. We want that. What's that going to do for your recruiting numbers? Because, folks, I'm telling you, the casualty rates of a Ukraine war with Russia are going to far supersede what we lost in Iraq and Afghanistan. This is a real war. This ain't us going and kicking down doors in little mud huts with fucking the Taliban and with AK-47. This is armor. Taliban didn't have armor. This is armor. Go watch some of those videos. Go Google the Ukraine conflict and see what it is over there. It's, it's fucking trench warfare with tanks. Last time we saw something like that was World War II. It's that bad. What is it? Ukraine numbers like what? Upwards of 200,000 dead? 200,000 dead. Man. But yeah, let's draft people. The only reason you're saying to draft people is you want those numbers up. Why do you want the numbers up? To send them overseas. Fuck that. Go fight and die for all you care. Not my problem. That's ridiculous. 
Oh, and this guy continues. While the causes of our current recruiting crisis are many, the fuck out. This would obviously represent a seismic change given the more recent history of military drafts. In 1973, the draft was abolished with the establishment of an all-volunteer force driven largely by the American public's weariness with our debacle in Vietnam. Uh, systemic inequities in the draft, e.g. wealthy Americans being able to defer service, and the fact that the size of our population has become so large in relation to the needs of the military, universal drafting became obsolete. While the all-volunteer force had the effect of lowering discipline problems and professionalizing the force, it also created a vast gap between American citizens and those who served. That gap is needed. You 100% need that gap. Civilians should have no say on how the military operates. None. None. The fact that when we closed that gap and you made it a family-friendly thing? Nope. Absolutely not. You don't put fucking wild animals around civilians. You leave them to their own habitat because that's what their job is. Because once war starts, you unchain them and you let them fucking go to town. It also created a vast gap between American citizens and those who serve, effectively creating a military warrior caste case that now appears more like multi-generational family business than an organization that represents the true makeup of our democratic republic. Whose fault is that, sir? Whose fault is that? The establishment of an all-volunteer force also drove the military to expend an incredible amount of resources in terms of manpower and dollars to build a recruiting machine to attract America's youth to service. Considering it costs about 15000 to recruit each new member, the overall cost each year exceeds $2 billion. Uh, whose fault is that? <laughs> whose fault is that? The, cause, the causes of this crisis are many, but both politicians and our national leadership are largely to blame. For nearly a decade now, feckless politicians using the military as a club to batter their opponents have exacerbated increasingly negative public opinion, despite the fact that our military has crushed international terrorism and prevented another large-scale attack on our homeland in 22 years and running. That's actually not true. That's actually not true at all. We've crushed international terrorism. Remember when Donald Trump was like, we've defeated ISIS? No, you didn't. You have not. Terrorism still exists. Are you fucking kidding me? He beat him back, though. They beat them back a little bit, but they're like cockroaches. You ain't beating them. That's generation. That's a that, that is a generational fight. Yeah, I think beating them back is probably the best you could do. No, oh, that's that's the only thing you can do. But yeah. ISIS is already back. ISIS, the power vacuum that we left in Iraq, it was filled by ISIS. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, we destroyed ISIS. No, we didn't. No, we did not. Yeah, that I, was I the think fucking he even campaign. said that too when when he started bombing <clears throat> like those tunnels and shit. That you know you're never gonna get rid of them. You're, they're no. always gonna be around. They're always gonna be around. Either way, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Taliban, whatever their area of operations are in, you're, you're not going to beat them. And now, guess what? They're armed. So as far as preventing a, a terrorist attack on this shore, the fact that we took the fight to them over there has nothing to do with it. We increase, and that's the other thing. That's why, I think you all know where I'm going with this. You look at the southern border and defensive perimeter, it's wide the fuck open. Yeah. Wide the fuck open. If I'm a terrorist and I got a plan that I want to carry out, I'm pushing my agents across that that exposed southern border. So in a sense, this administration supports terrorism. You are creating for them the environment that is conducive to operating in that type of way. Despite this success, and in 2023, every service except the Marine Corps is poised to miss its recruitment goals. In 2022, the Army alone fell short by 15,000 recruits. The needs of the nation must be met, and our national leadership would be wise to reinforce the idea that military service is an important responsibility of citizenship. No, it's not. No, the fuck it's not. Not unless it's justified, and this is not justified. If the nation's being invaded, yes, I understand a draft. You have to. For the betterment of the nation, I get it. I understand that. 
I'm not so libertarian that I think that there shouldn't be a draft. If we have Russia pushing on our shores and we ain't got people to fight, you're getting drafted. We have to fight. Yeah. You have to defend your homeland. I agree with that. But these foreign wars, that ain't freedom. No. That is not freedom. America's not in danger. Absolutely not. While conscripting has always been a controversial issue throughout our history, a hybrid model would alleviate the current military manpower crisis. Uh, so basically, you want to blame civilians and make them pay for the issues that you've created. It's not the same. No. Isn't it interesting how the government, be a proxy of the DOD or whatever, always wants civilians to pay for their fuck-ups? But when do they pay for their fuck-ups? They don't. They don't at all. So, in other words, he's saying, hey, guys, we've created an environment of woke bullshit ideologies where if you're gay and black, fuck, man, you're getting promoted ahead of everybody. If you're a white heterosexual male, you better walk on eggshells because if you don't, your career is over, you bigot. And you expect us, the people that comprise this country, the majority of the population of heterosexual white males, you want us to come join your ranks where we're attacked and made to feel like second-class citizens? Just because you want to preserve the rainbow flag of queerness and shit? Yeah, you'd be my guest. Not this guy. Absolutely not. Fuck the military. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Folk, fuck, fuck all of this woke agenda bullshit. You officers, and they, they basically you cut the nuts off your NCO Corps because you're so fucking, your, your ranks are full of pussies. Your indoctrination programs in these universities that you graduate with these degrees from have turned you into diehard liberals. I don't want to follow you fucking fruitcakes. You're not men. You're the furthest thing from it. Fuck them. I love it. Blame the civilians. Make the civilians pay for the sins of the government. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Get the fuck out of here with that. Jesus, it's so stupid to me. It's so stupid. Like, this guy's an idiot, man. What an idiot. It's like, the way we fix this is just, hey, 11 months we recruit, and the other month we draft, motherfuckers. And here's the other part. Just because you draft someone doesn't mean they're going to be staying in the service. All they have to do is get a dishonorable discharge. Go in there, beat a woman, rape somebody, catch an STD, get drunk and drive, anything, and they're going to get kicked out. Dudes were shooting themselves in the foot to get out of Vietnam. And then how much money have you wasted then? So if it's $15,000 to recruit somebody and you put them through the pipeline and they don't want to be there, they'll find a way to get out. And here's the, here's the other beautiful part that these people haven't realized. Right now, you pander so fucking hard to the mentally weak. Well, I've got, I've got depression. I've got ADHD. I've got this. I've, I just don't feel like I get out of bed today, so I don't want to be in the military. And you pussyfoot around them because if they're gay or if they're black or if they're a woman, oh, God forbid you say anything that could offend their feeble sensibilities. So what do you do? You change everything to appease them. So when these recruits start getting recruited or drafted, rather, excuse me, and they start coming in and they figure out how to play the system and they start using that same bullshit against you, you're not going to change the standards. You're going to have to let them go. Ah, I'm trans. And I'm supposed to be a dog. Woof. Woof. Well, you can't say shit about it because if you do, well, now you're just a bigot. And they'll use your own fucking ridiculous, just stupid-ass standards against you. And you won't change it. So what are you doing? You're just pipeline wasting money. It's not hard. It's not fucking hard. So, yeah, great job. So that 12-month 
I'd be very interested to see how many of those, the retainability percentages of those troops that you recruit, you draft, excuse me. It's not going to be high. They'll figure out ways to get out. They will. And you've wasted even more money. But instead of fixing the issues that are plaguing our current military, as far as kicking out all the freaking gayness and bullshit and the inclusivity nonsense, no, stop. Stop. Number one, remove the trans. Get trans out of there altogether. Abolish the equal opportunity system. It's done. It's racist. Favoriting somebody based upon color, specifically black people is what it is now, is bullshit and it's racist at its core. Until you fix these issues, you will not get better. You'll continue to get worse. So you have fun with that. You have fun with that. It's going to be fun to watch the military implode because I'm telling you right now, folks, it ain't getting any better. With this war in Ukraine raging, getting worse, man, if NATO attacks, good luck. And then like you said, China and Taiwan, people are watching that too. People are watching this heavily. And I don't blame them one bit for saying, I'm not joining this. Absolutely. Sorry, the free college ain't worth it. Hell no, send those politicians over there. Yep, send their sons in. Stupid policies. Yep. That's, that's back during a time that I respected the fact that if these politicians wanted to go to war, they were at the front. They led from the George Washington led from the front. Yeah. Then you get really like, oh, maybe we don't need to go do that. It's like, ah, oh, it's what I thought. It's different when it's somebody else's life. It's different when it's your own. Am I wrong, folks? I'm not fucking wrong. 13 years I did that shit. Four and a half of it, like I said, spent in combat. I saw all of it. Officers got more men killed than I can fucking, I, I can't even tell you. Just, oh my God, dumbass officers. And this guy clearly, he's got some points here and there, but I like how he tries to manipulate the information, talk about like, you know, it, it would bridge the divide between civilians. I don't give a fuck about bridging a divide with civilians and military. There should be no, we shouldn't be together. There should be a divisiveness. There should be a difference. There needs to be. I remember being in Germany. They have required service. You either, you, you get joined after you graduate high school, unless you're going to university, you're doing public service in some way. It's either like working at the hospitals or you're going into the military. And the military was not impressive. It was not impressive. It was full of a bunch of fat bodies. I'm not going to lie. And this is the Germans of all people. The Germans, the Krauts. They started two fucking world wars. You would think their military would still be kind of like, I don't know, some type of generational pride. Viazavans? Almost beats the entire fucking world. We on ship. Now it's just like I will take another schnitzel, please. <laughs> Americans aren't much better. Let's be honest. We're a bunch of fat fucks as it is too. But yep. I think here's one way. I just saw it in the Rumble chat, and it's a very good point. I've made this before. Um, if you do want to recruit, clip this right here, folks. If you do want to bring back a draft to potentially fight this war in Ukraine. Okay. The first people we're going to start with is every single one of you that had a Ukraine flag in your bio. You're going first. Yep. Put your money where your mouth is. Go sign up. Draft them. I support the the current thing. Okay. You support the war in Ukraine? Go fight. And then let's just see how many of you virtue signaling little social media keyboard cowards are actually going to pick up that M4 and go toe-to-toe with these Russians. Go deal with the crazy Ivan and see what happens. Because ultimately, what those flags translate to are, I support myself not doing anything, but I'm fine with sending your sons and daughters to go die in that country that Biden helped facilitate this war. Or Obama and Biden. That's what it translates to. So. Ah, It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that does it for today's episode. All over the place on this one. What a fucking idiot. What a clown. 
I served from this time and I did telecommunications. You were in a fucking fob somewhere, you fucking pogue. You didn't squeeze a trigger. Probably got PTSD from fucking them running out of coffee or not having Wi-Fi. Goddamn fucking... Ah. Ah, anyway. Sorry for the late show today, folks. But I'll be getting this one posted and I'll be getting the other one posted right after this. You should definitely check it out. Very, very good, uh, good episode with Tyler. Great sit down. And anyway, hey, does this episode kind of make you a little triggered? Well, if you go to 1920brand.com, we have some great cocktail mixes for the old-fashioned. Go have a drink on, on Daddy Burke over there. <laughs> or go take some Delta A to help calm yourself down. Uh, the Mojito Mix is what we're releasing next for 1920brand, the Mojito Mix. We're working on that right now, getting it formulated. We're going to have that for you in the upcoming months. We appreciate all that love and support, man. And like I said, if you could, go give us um, go give us, go show us some love on uh, social media if you want to go leave us a review did you know if you leave us a review you can get some reward points the, the, the lady whoever that was that I, I blocked you on, on facebook hey oh yeah she actually said she left his review never found it because because huh. then tyler and uh, omar were looking for it they said ma'am we can't find the reviews because oh it wouldn't let me leave it it's like then why did you say you left one you didn't you lied fucking lying bitch anyway for those that don't know if you go leave us a good review on google you get some extra points added to your rewards program that you contributed to uh, you can use it for free product. You can't beat that. So what are you waiting for? Go check out ShellShockCBD.com right now. We have CBD oil to help with your stress, to relax you. We have the Delta 8 to get you stoned out of your mind. We got the Delta 9. Same thing. We got the Rackout gummies. If you can't sleep, we'll help you out. And did I forget to mention that every single one of our products, every single one comes with a 100%, no questions asked, money back guarantee. Man, what do you got to lose? That's a hell of a deal. Like, what other person do you know as a podcaster or as a show or whatever you want to talk about? How many actually say, by the way, all of our products come with a money-back guarantee? Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Real quick, I've seen the uh, freeze gel roller, a roll-on, roll-out. It's a 1,500-milligram CBD. Yeah. And I've seen other brands similar to ours with a lot less CBD in it. Yeah, could charge way more. Way more. Yep. Go do a market. Go do a market on that, folks. We've got great prices, guys. And our shirts are very soft. Lawn Boy is correct. All right, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in today. Hopefully, you enjoyed today's episode. You know the drill. Share it out. Help us recruit more into the Lost Savages. Grow the podcast audience of common fucking sense. Get more people in this chat. Get more people listening. More people opening up their minds to new ways of thinking. To ultimately, at the core of it, the baseline foundation to say, fuck the government. Until next time, you got anything to have a man? You guys have a great day. And as always... You say Savage America.